Welcome to Dig In, the podcast brought to you by Dig Insights. Every week, we interview founders, marketers, and researchers from innovative brands to learn how they're approaching their role and their category in a clever way. Welcome back to Dig In. My name is Paul Gadet. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Dig Insights. And our guest today is an entrepreneur, an award-winning communicator, a former political advisor, and the founder of the Canadian charity Artbound. She's also the president and co-founder of the PR firm Pomp and Circumstance and actually bonus track, which we'll get into. Very excited to welcome Amanda Alvaro to our Dig In podcast. Welcome, Amanda. Thanks for having me. So happy to be here. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, I, I listen, I have to say, I don't get to do this often where I actually fit, fill in for interviewing some of our guests. So I'm really excited about this. And I have to say also that based on the people I get to talk to, not as many people have such a diverse background as you do, as I just described. I'd love to you know hear a little bit more about how you kind of came to where you are today, that, what that journey looked like, what led you to where you are. That's quite the setup, Paul. So like, it is. I can deliver on this now. Um, well, I started, I actually started in political communication. So when I'm not running this agency, um, I also work as a political commentator for CBC on Wednesday. So I still get a little bit of that political fill, but, but mostly it's PR these days. I was running political campaigns. And at the end of a campaign, the advertising agency who was responsible for the campaign asked if I would consider starting a PR firm. This was going back a number of years. So I started our first PR firm with my still partner, Lindsay Maddock. We ran that for several years. Uh, and after doing that under the umbrella of an advertising agency, which is still very much a part of our DNA, and we'll probably talk about this quite a bit today, about how creativity is at the core of what we do, we thought, I think we can do this on our own. So we took off. The offshoot became uh, Pomp and Circumstance PR. We started it seven years ago. And since then, we've added bonus track and Pomp Postcard to our roster. But it actually all began in politics. Interesting. Okay, so now you, you've just set up, you have three companies now that it sounds like. So tell me a little bit of the difference between Pomp and Circumstance, bonus track, and Postcard. So, okay, so thanks. Pomp and Circumstance is started out as a more traditional PR firm. So under it, we do earned media relations, experiential events. We do a lot of influencer marketing. We started Bonus Track just over a year ago, and that became more of our digital social offshoot. Uh, we we do a lot of design brand work under that. And Pomp Postcard is is kind of our love to wanderlust and travel. So, uh, oh, oh, interesting. Nice way to add the things that you love under your business umbrella. Um, Lindsay and I love to travel. Uh, and we thought, you know, a lot of people would come to us and, and in our travels, mostly for often for client work. And they would say, you know, give us your best recommendation for X location. And we thought, let's start bundling that under Pomp Postcard. And, and so that's what that is. It's the, these like three day itineraries for, you know, the most coveted spots in the world. Now, I... I I, first of all, congratulations on on the successes that uh, that you've been able to achieve with you and your partner on this company. I you know I've had the opportunity to go in and research a lot of the the awards that were uh, that you had won uh, from Pump and Circumstances and the stuff that you be able to showcase as part of the the work that you've done. Some of the stuff that I see there is so it's so amazing in terms of like especially the experiential stuff. It almost is a little bit different from what my my traditional thinking of what PR actually is. And maybe you can kind of speak to is it because you have the the agency side of it as well and that experience. It feels like what you do is it's much bigger and much more involved and much more almost like 
yeah, agency in terms of advertising agency, like versus what a traditional PR company might be. Can you tell me a bit about that difference between what you do versus traditional PR? For sure. I think, you know, a number of years ago, PR was really known for, we would be the people who would call up a journalist and, you know, you'd find the brand or the spokesperson quoted in the pages of the newspaper that you were frequently reading or, or watching your morning show. And that's still a part of what we do, but the scope has expanded dramatically. So a lot of it is now really experience-based and event-based. It's like Buffalo Jeans wants to talk about their 50th anniversary and we take huge group of influencers and media to Utah to make that happen uh, with these beautiful backdrops or Peloton is launching in Canada. And instead of just issuing a news release, we open the Peloton pad or Mercedes is launching a new vehicle and we take them out to an ice house in the middle of Gimli, Manitoba. And I think there's just unique ways of bringing brands to life. And, and as it becomes I'm going to use the word the marketing speak as it becomes more saturated, we have to find more extraordinary ways to get brands noticed. And I, and I think that's probably our calling card is what our agency is most known for is maybe pushing the envelope a little bit and, and getting clients excited about doing things or taking risks that they may have not taken before. I mean, it's, it's so interesting that you talk about this because I think, you know, you know, even for us, we're, we're more of the side of providing insights and the pulse of the consumer and understanding, helping clients understand what the consumer is interested in. You are, you know, you're taking big swings at big ideas. I mean, you talk about an ice house in Gimli, Manitoba, you know, how are you coming up with these, um, you know, innovative ideas and how are you actually able to even just sell these in to your clients? Well, I think, you know, if, if brands are choosing us, they're, they're probably choosing us because they know that that's the type of program or campaign that we deliver. You're not going to come to Pomp and Circumstance if you, you know, if you're looking for a relative, you know, straight of the straight line campaign, you're probably coming to us because you've heard of one of our, our big ideas. And it's not just big ideas for the sake of big ideas. I think we have a good track record of making sure that we're using insights to back up some of these ideas. And that might mean that we actually scrap everything that we know about PR, that we, we don't even talk to journalists through a traditional uh, press release. And instead, we use exclusively influencers because we're talking to a very niche market who is influenced by the people that they follow and care about and covet. So, I, you know, I think that PR has changed. It's evolved. Um, there's more paid than there ever was before. It's not as earned as it used to be. But really, from PR to AR to AI, we're also borrowing from trends that are happening globally, and we're bringing some of that back to our clients. And I think the last thing I would say is, you know, we we often, every Tuesday, we get together as an agency. And the way that we start our day together is we look at the trends. So people are putting together their favorite campaigns that are happening around the world or market leading uh, campaigns or trends. And we're all looking at it as an agency and we're saying, hey, what can we borrow from this? You know, this festival is happening in Palm Springs or this unique, you know, this brand took a unique approach to AI. How can we use some of that? And I think because we have that global perspective and we're prepared to take some of those big swings, our campaigns are getting noticed. That's amazing. I, the the fact that you and we, we just had actually a conversation uh, with Joe Lapera, who is the uh, 
lead of foresight at McDonald's talking about trends across the different uh, different regions and trying to figure out what's the leading indicator on some of these things. When you're when you're thinking about what's going on globally and you're looking at trends, how do you have like what's the access do you have to get at that information? How are you how is your team bringing that together? What what are they what, what sources are they relying on? Well, listen, I mean, it's so easy, as you know, to access information globally now, right? So part of it is being totally tapped in and connected, knowing what's happening and who's talking about what and where and bringing that to the agency. And, you know, people have different interests. Some of our, some of the people who work for us are very focused on the fashion and beauty industry. Some are very focused more corporately on, on clients that are like, like eBay or skip the dishes and food and Bev. So those individuals, Individuals are all kind of watching that industry, but not just like in our small, you know, regional or local landscape. They're looking at what's happening in Italy, what's happening in Australia, what's happening in Asia, and kind of bringing the best of the best. And the benefit of having, you know, people who are incredibly tapped in and connected is that, you know, we're borrowing from their networks and they're right. bringing it in and they're sharing it with the rest of the team. And then we create our own trend report and we deliver that to our clients as well so that we're not just you know, it's not just about housing and keeping all the secrets to ourselves. We're happy to celebrate what the industry is doing. We're proud of our own work, but we're not navel gazing, right? We're, we're looking at what's happening around the globe and we're saying to our clients, you like this? We're kind of interested in this too. Maybe we can, maybe we can bring it together and take a unique spin on it. Now, so if you're looking at trends and stuff that other agencies are doing or other companies are doing globally and you're kind of taking some of those ideas, how do you know, you know, what would work in our market or this market or whatever market you're working in, how do you kind of, how do you, how do you balance the, the idea of the, having the pulse of the consumer with the idea of doing something that's a little bit out there that might be beyond what the consumer is even thinking about or looking for or wanting? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, with that comes our experience in running agencies for 15 years and knowing what's what works and 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 having that track record and and also having a really deep and important uh, relationship with our clients. So there are some clients who are really willing to push the envelope and they're like, you know, that box, you can run way outside that box. And there's some that have parameters that, uh, you know, require them to stick closer to those boundaries. And that's fine, too. So it is about finding the sweet spot sometime and the balance of really wanting to push ourselves creatively, but making sure that everything that we're delivering actually works. This, uh, you know, the idea of politics is something that also is very interesting, um, especially in the work that you do. And just thinking about like how you, the stuff that you do for brands and how you're trying to create something that's totally beyond what the maybe normal perception of a brand is for a consumer. I, I look at the, you know, what you did with Peroni as well as a, a great example of how you had the, the pasta uh, day, you know, having all the chefs get together and uh, prepare like customized dishes paired with Peroni as a way of just really celebrating uh, the whole you know day itself. How does the you know is there is there a link between what you can do for brands and what maybe you know even politicians need to think about doing even just as for themselves in terms of creating their own brand or anybody who's really creating a personal brand? How does how does someone take what you've done from the corporate perspective and, and translate that into how you would maybe do something for your own personal brand? 
Well, it's funny that you mention uh, partnerships like Peroni because that has been a big trend in PR as well. So, you know, a borrowing cachet from from like-minded brands or, you know, individuals who look at a brand and say, yeah, you get me because you partnered with, with another brand that I really love or I really watch or I really follow. So we're doing more of that than ever before. Um, and, you know, Skip the Dishes last year, we did a Katy Perry inspired like cherry picnic in the park uh, with a drag brunch. And it's like, you're you're playing with and borrowing from the zeitgeist as well. What are what are we talking about? What's what's newsworthy and novel right now, and how do we bring it into our campaigns? As far as brands are concerned, or personal brands are concerned, you know, there's a lot of authenticity that goes into it too, and that goes back to what I said earlier. It's not just about you know being bold for the sake of being bold. The best brands are rooted in their core values, and those show up all the time. So before we ever get to creative, we're doing a deep dive on strategy. We're we're doing an audit on what these brands stand for, what they really value, and making sure that all of that comes to the forefront, but trying to do it more creatively than others are doing it. Interesting. Very interesting. I like the, I like the idea of you're going and you're really researching what the brand is all about first and then coming out with the creative ideas that would help to really inspire new consumers or really elevate the brand's position by leveraging those values. And I think that's something that maybe gets lost with a, in translation with a lot of some, maybe some other stuff that we've seen. So it's really, it's really quite, quite unique. If I had, a, you know, you have you had to go back, you know, you've done like a ton of work for a ton of different clients. And so if we, if we just pick like one thing, maybe an experiential campaign that you ran or that you did, or you immersed the consumers into or whatever it is, what's the, you know, if you look back, what's some of those ones that you, that really stand out as being, wow, we really, we really hit it out of the park. Uh, there, I mean, there's so many, but there's, uh, I mentioned one of them, which was, you know, last year you take a brand like Buffalo Jeans. Buffalo yeah. Jeans has been around for a long time. You, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. well, and, um, you're celebrating your 50 year anniversary. That's a, you know, it's an incredible moment. So how do you bring that to life again? How do you make it fresh? How do you get an entirely new generation to care about it? It's not enough just to put out a press release and say, we turned 50, celebrate us. So to choose, we we played off of this idea of bandwagon, which was so popular last year. Um, and we took influencers to this beautiful, scenic, content, rich and ready vista in Utah. And we said, have at it. And a lot of what we do right now is about creating content with creators who have a vision, who knows what works with their audience. So they'll say to us, and if we're working collaboratively together, which we do, they'll say to us, this is going to resonate. Let's create this shoot. Let's make this magic happen. So we give them the tools and they really make the material. I'm proud that we're delivering that as an agency because I think that um, you know, gone are the days where you just set up a launch event and it's a one and done. Now right. we're looking for longevity out of these moments as well. So even in Gimli, Manitoba, where we worked with a number of creative agencies for Mercedes Benz, it wasn't just about bringing media and influencers to an ice house. Mercedes had the foresight to think we could also shoot an ad there. 
we could also shoot content there. So we're going to stretch those dollars and use this like remarkable moment that we're creating for media influencers. And we're going to make sure that it's like going all the way down the marketing funnel, which, you know, that's that's how marketers are considering their limited budgets. Now, let's make sure that every dollar counts. And so how are you how so, you know, going back, because I, I know even with a lot of you know advertising agencies, people can say they, you know, they spend money on advertising. They never know if it works. Of course, right. it works. But, they, you know, how do you actually quantify it? How are you looking at some of the stuff that you're doing and measuring what what's success look like for you and maybe for your clients, too? Yeah. And there's, I mean, there are different, obviously different metrics, just like any aspect of marketing. Uh, You know, some brands are really looking for engagement through creators that we're working with. Um, Some are looking for us to funnel um, those who are viewing the campaign directly into a website or a contest or, you know, a destination. Skip the Dishes is obviously an online platform. eBay is an online platform. They want people to there and use the platform. So when we launch a campaign, we want to see those metrics. And and we're seeing that with PR. PR used to be just about impressions. Right. Uh, I got you in the Globe and Mail. Right. Three million impressions checked. You know, wow, how yeah. many- and now it's uh, it's it's about that, but it's about so much more than that. You know, Sporting Life came to us and they were doing a, a back to school partnership and we created this enormous, you know, life size shoebox for them, Adidas shoebox. And we had creators climbing all over it and creating content. And we could have put out a press release about sporting life and and, uh, back to school. And we could have encouraged moms to get the backpacks at sporting life. But because we use creators in this imaginative way, we ended up reaching all of these people through our social extension. So we created something and then it amplified. And that's, I think what people are, are looking for PR to do for them. I, and I have two, two questions and they're not really connected. So I you know there's just two questions that come to mind as you're, as I'm hearing it about all these things that you're, you're the amazing work that you guys are doing before you mentioned, you know, you can definitely lean on some past experiences. Clients are coming to you. They they've seen your work. So they've been able to actually, you know, see what you're able to do. How much of the stuff that you're doing is, things like clients have seen some stuff before and they're coming to you versus you maybe going and pitching to net new clients who may not have have seen that. And how do you, it's easier to kind of rely on some of the past work that you've done to say here, this is what, you know, clients have come in and say, I've seen this before. I saw what you did with Peloton or I'm really excited to do something with you versus maybe net new. How are you pitching new work? How are you getting them to come, you know, think about your bold new ideas? Well, the, one of the, the main reasons why Lindsay and I started the agency, and we say this all the time, is because we didn't want to regurgitate old ideas. And that wasn't interesting to us. It wasn't exciting. Listen, there's a time and a place where something that really works, works, and we don't have to reinvent the wheel over and over again. But creatively, we do. Creatively, we have to push ourselves. And I think that if you're a marketer and you're working with an agency and you're getting the same tired ideas over and over again, that's a problem. I mean, if I was a marketer, I would want that, Um, especially in this landscape when we are bombarded with creativity every day. So you you have to find new and inventive ways, but they have to be grounded in strategic insights. Right. You have to know that these, are, you know, you either are very aware, I mean, you run an insights company, so I don't have to tell you, you have to know what is going to make your consumer tick and how am I creatively tapping into that, right? And I think that, you know, we have a, we have a big creative team who is 
you know, in my opinion, they're the best in the business. So of course, you know, I feel that way. Um, but they are, they are definitely not, they, they never feel like they've, they've hit it all the way. They always feel like there's an inch left. Nice. And I'm proud of that because I'm like, I, I want them to go for that extra bit every time. And that's, those are the moments where our clients say, you know, they shake their head and they say, wow, like you, you did something that we weren't expecting and it paid off. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think, you know, when we're, you know, even with the stuff that we're providing back to our clients, I think sometimes we provide recommendations that are, you got to try to hit it out of the park type of recommendations. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to go for it because at least you're showing your thinking, your creativity, your strategic abilities. And oftentimes people just, you know, especially in our industry, just state the facts as opposed to saying, well, what do you do with this? How do you really elevate your brand? How do you actually go that extra mile or that extra inch? So I, I appreciate that and your full team. Uh, the other question I had was, you've mentioned it a lot, and I'm really curious about maybe how, you know, we talked about at the beginning how PR has actually changed a lot. And, you know, now you're, you're involving influencers, not just in terms of reaching out, but also bringing them to these events and having them be a distribution of your content and your, or the, the stuff that you're providing. How much have, has influencers really changed what you do and how important are they for you and for your business and really for a, a brand to consider right now? I would say dramatically changed our entire industry. Really? Uh, absolutely. Because when, again, when we think of the channels, the channels used to be so narrow. We would be reaching people through print, through magazine, newspaper, and through broadcast, through radio and television. And now we're reaching through podcasts, through social, through TikTok, through Instagram, through, uh, and you know, PR at its core is word of mouth. So it's about, I heard this from somebody or, or my favorite trusted reporter wrote this about this brand. And so I care about it and I believe them. Now our, you know, our frame of reference is so much larger. So it's like this person that I follow who I, I find to be credible, who I trust is giving me a recommendation about a product. And I think, you know, in some ways we've also changed what, what influencer means. Sometimes it's just influential people. Sometimes it's trendsetters. Sometimes it's, um, you know, leaders in our community. Sometimes they're micro influencers, but they've really, you know, they really have a, a strong, loyal following. So I think that that definition is constantly changing as well. Yeah, that's, I mean, it just seems like there's, when you think about getting a pulse of a consumer, you think about the trends that are happening, this, the, the influencer community is really the thing that I think a lot of people are turning to, to understand what's happening or what will happen or how consumers will react. And it's, it's very just, a, it, it just feels like a big shift from what it was maybe even just 10 years ago to where it is today. And, and I, I can't see it stopping anytime soon. I think just the, the impact of them will just have so much more, yeah, such a bigger impact as we continue along that journey of so everything going to social. Um, yeah. You know, I think you know you you got you and your partner have been very successful, and obviously you you know, this is not your first in that you've done this, and you know you ran a decade uh, another agency for over a decade. Um, you've been like you said you were in politics in terms of being an advisor, former advisor before. You're on the TV. You said once a week now, every Wednesday, I think you said on CBC. Um, you know. I think you have a unique ability. I think this is your background. Communications is your background. You've been able to actually talk to people and, and, and help, help sell in your ideas. And for those who you're, you know, thinking about 
advice for those um, who want to take a risk in PR and marketing, how do you try to convince those stakeholders to take that risk? How do you actually, how do you actually, you know, how do you help them understand what it is they should do and have help them actually take that risk of very, especially Canadians, our nature is not risk taking. So for, for them to be able to do it, how are you leveraging your communication skills to really help them take that leap? Well, I think, you know, I think there's a few things I think, and we've talked about this a little bit, this idea that um, we're not presenting creative for the sake of creative. It has to be grounded in insights. It has to be grounded in a strategic framework that is built in collaboration with the clients. So we're starting from a place where we both agree that this is the jumping off point. How we express that creatively, that comes down to, I, I believe in many cases, most clients are, are looking for that. They want they want their brands to creatively resonate. They want their brands to stand out. They're looking for new and novel and fresh ways to be noticed. Uh, so it's not such a leap. I think, you know, there's an example where Simply Financial, who's a client, um, you know, and they're a financial institution. Yep. We said to them, there's a trend around side hustles, right? Like the great resignation and side hustles. What if we feature a few remarkable side hustlers? women in interesting industries. Let's connect to them. Let's hear about their side hustles. Let's showcase that under the Simply umbrella. That was pretty novel for them. You know, it was it was an interesting way in. It was an interesting way to invite Canadians to explore Simply. But it was deeply grounded in insights around, you know, consumer behavior, what people are doing today, the times that we're in coming out of COVID. Um, and I think that, you know, when you're working with an agency, you want to make sure that that agency is considering those factors. It's great to come up with awesome creative, like all day long. And, and I'm not the yeah. creative person, so I can say it all day long. I love hearing creative ideas. Um, but I want to know, and I want to know if I was on the receiving end, that it came from a, a place that's, that's deeply strategic. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think about it, the journey that we've been on and, and, you know, everyone asks us what, you know, what does the next five years look like for you? And I get tired of answering it, but now I'm going to ask you, I mean, what does the next few years look like for you for pomp and circumstance? What do you, what do you see as being the evolution of the next phase in the, in the, in the journey here? Well, I remember when I first uh, got into PR and I was reading that Bill Gates had famously said, if I had one last dollar to spend, I'd spend it on PR. And I thought, we're in the right industry. Um, and the industry has grown significantly, substantially since then. Throughout the pandemic, when marketing production budgets, advertising production budgets were shut down, marketers turned to, to PR. Uh, and they saw that return on their investment. They saw that they could reach, you know, a broad swath of Canadians or North Americans, depending on who they were trying to reach. And they could do it without the infrastructure of a major production budget. And so I think I see nothing but new avenues for PR in the paid media space, in the digital space, in the social space. Uh, for POP, it's about growth. It's about growth and it's about, you know, heading into exploring and becoming even more seasoned in, in all of those channels. That's truly amazing. Thank you, Amanda, so much for this conversation. It's truly insightful, especially teaching me more about what even PR is today. Uh, Th sincere thanks for joining us today everybody amanda alvaro president and co-founder of pop and circumstance please check it out uh thanks again thanks for having me
Thanks for tuning in this week. Find us on LinkedIn at Dig Insights. And don't forget to hit subscribe for a weekly dose of fresh content.